Hey, this is Mateo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. Well, we're back. I just want to paint a picture for Emma. For those who can't see Emma right now, if you follow us on our Patreon, you can. Yeah. Emma um, has her mask around her neck with the headphones on and the microphone. Well, she just took it off, but... I like, when I'm not using the mask, I'll like lower it. Not like a holster, but like I'll just like lower it so then just put it back on but it's been like my ears are all pained from it is it too tight around your ears too tight and i i saw there's a comedian in new york matt richards i saw him last night doing a joke where he was talking about how he how he judges people if they're wearing the medical mask he's like we've had enough time for you to get like a custom mask like what are you what are you doing and i still wearing these medical masks i was like yeah i gotta step it up i gotta get like a custom cool mask just Amazon has some. I some someone made me a Golden Girls mask. That's fun. It's fun. Yeah, because yeah, you get compliments. It's like walking around with a dog instead right. of being like, "Can I touch your dog?" Like your Golden Girls mask. I'm like, I know, love it. I had a little Adidas one for a little bit, but yeah, I want something cool. What, what could be a cool mask? Well, what's something that would be like custom for you? So mm. you know, it'd be great is if you had like a mask that said like, "I'm the man." That'd be funny. That would be funny. Or like closeteers. We could make closeteers. Cool. We could make inside the closet masks. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be fun. I saw one. I've seen a bunch of people wearing them that say vote. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Whoever is not voting that's eligible of voting this time, by the way, is just a fucking lazy <laughs> ass, stupid, ignorant, narcissistic piece of shit how do you really feel that's my stance that's what i want my mask to say yeah if you're not voting you are lazy ass stupid narcissist narcissistic piece of shit you have to get like a whole uh, bag over your head just to fit all the text in everyone who doesn't vote should just be like <laughs> also i guess if, from their job if someone isn't gonna vote at this point seeing it on someone's mask isn't going to flip that switch. You know what I'm saying? No. I, yeah. But that's the thing too, is like seeing a, the word vote on a mask. I'm not going to be like, I got to go register. I mean, right. there, there should be more compelling things happening in your life that is making you want to vote than someone's mask. That but, was, hmm. Oh, I was going to say all advertisement is good advertisement, True. I suppose. So that reminds me of when I, I, I was driving or sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I had nothing else to add. See, I was driving through, I forget where it was, but somewhere in the Midwest once they said like, there's some sign that's like kidnapping the crime or something like that, like sex trafficking, it's something really awful. And they're like, it's a crime, so like, don't do it. And I was like, yeah, I don't think that billboard is, if someone's that far gone, I don't think they're going to be like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm changing well, my ways. Usually, they usually advertise the thing you didn't know you didn't need to know about and then you pass it so quickly whatever information's on there all i'm going i i'm not gonna remember anything the only right. billboards i can remember is mcdonald's next stop mm. that's a good one how was your how was your week Did you have a good week i went this weekend so my um uh cugini sicilians in uh jersey um and they have a two-year-old and hmm. like almost a two-year-old anyways we went apple picking but it was such a it awesome. was so funny to go apple picking with like a group of italians from italy then 
the Americans there. So I've never been apple picking before. Really? But we went, everyone's from, never. I've never done it. Never apple picked. Oh, never. in Maine? That's, a, that's like, I mean, there's apple trees everywhere. Well, I mean, I like the idea of getting an apple and like baking it later. Sure. I suppose, or in a pie. But it was just so funny because like, I was with a group of like maybe 12 Italians, right? From Italy. Mm. And the only other American was this, was this other guy who was like a lot of dads and kids, right? So, but there's this one a grandma with us too. So we go, every American family seemed to like know exactly, like they go, they have their bags, they have their apple picking stick, they're all wearing flannel, they march, they get the apples, they get a hot apple cider, they're done in an hour. Like they're running around, oh, it's a pumpkin, how cute. Well, let's look, they out. go on the tractor. Italians, because it was my friend Valentina's birthday, first you spend about 35 to 40 minutes just sort of standing around chatting, not really sure what's going on. There's no real plan being discussed. Right. Then we found a bench, we sit down, and they had baked a really beautiful cake for Valentina. So we put 34 candles on it. We could borrow a lighter from somebody else, blow it out. Now we're all sitting, eating a slice of cake that we've all cut up. That's a lot of candles. Now we're going to start apple picking. That's not a page, but that's a lot of, usually if someone's 34, they don't light all the candles. It was overwhelming. Wow. It looked like it was ridiculous, but the cake was unbelievable. Mm. So then we kind of like, there was like a part where people go apple picking. And so they're like, oh, you can take the tractor, which is really fun. You can walk. And then they're like, oh, wait, are going to walk. So Italians walking takes what would take a, a gay man three minutes takes Italians about 45. Now, why is that? They notice so everything? They walk two feet and stop and chat and chat and chat. And My chat. people. They walk that's, two more feet. That's they me. Chat. I drive people nuts. Yeah, you and I are very different in that sense where I'm like, I'm, I'm like, we got to go here. And you're like, is that something chat. glowing? Yeah, exactly. I, I need to observe and chat and drop things and look for them. It was just so funny, though, because at one point you're only supposed to take apples and mm. this grandma. So in Italy, they eat the zucchini flowers and fry them. So the flowers of the, the pumpkins look like the zucchini flowers. So they're in the middle of a field. All these kids picking up pumpkins is some old Italian grandma taking all the zucchini flowers. I'm going to fry. I'm going to fry. I'm going to fry. So her bag was full of zucchini flowers. I'm sure the Americans... Like regist like at the register, we're probably thinking to themselves, like, we don't know what to charge for pumpkin flour. Like right. no one else wants this. Right. It's but it was so fun. It was so cute. And Martina is like almost two and she's like learning how to speak, but she doesn't know what language she's speaking. It's either Italian or sometimes English. And the food is gr I had a blast. Was she so excited about the apples? Yeah, she's at that age, though, where she's so young, where it's like she's not absorbing exactly what's happening mm -hmm. around her. Like, there was a five-year-old, and he knew it was up, right? So he's, like, running and picking the apples. I'm so excited to get the apples, da 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 da, -da. You know, but she's just, like, following everyone because she's mm -hmm. still just too young to, you know what I mean? Did it make you want to have kids? Um, no, I definitely do not want to have kids. Yeah. I get that. I just don't have that kind of, I can't be responsible for somebody else's life. Oh, amen. I mean, I'm, what about you? You don't want any kids? No. And, and it, but it, it's, but you know, you can have them. <laughs> How would I do that? It's such a <laughs> treat to be around kids though, because, but it does also reinforce me not wanting to have them. Cause I'm like, I just, I mean, maybe it would force me to grow up and be a better, but I don't want to take that 
risks on a kid in case it doesn't work. And I'm like, <laughs> and, I, and and me doing it because, excuse me, because I want to just drop, knock my phone over. Me doing it because I want to grow up is not a good, like, it's just, it's, it's not, it's, it's not my, it's not my calling. I mean, it's not my calling either. And I think like, I love kids like hanging out with Martina was so fun or my, uh, my niece, oh, uh, Francesca, you know, it's like the best. They're so cute. They're amazing. I do not have the strength of a parent. I mean, parents. I don't think I could even really function with that. You know, when you have a toddler, you don't sleep. And when I don't sleep, I get real screwy. Like if I'm on only four hours of sleep for a week, I don't think I could. Because I know when you have a toddler, you don't sleep for like a year. I don't, I wouldn't trust myself. That's a bad combo for me. Yeah. Well, but, but that's the thing though, is like, see, we're still thinking us, right. right? So like, if you have a kid, it's like, well, now I'm thinking them. So like, everything is like mm-hmm. them. Like if they wake up at 5 a.m., then you wake up at 5 a.m. Right. Like that's just the way it goes. So it's like, it's like getting out of that mentality of like me, me, me. Because right now it's just me. Right. But then Fortnite. me get no sleep. Right. And then me turns angry. Yeah. Then me has big problems. So I wouldn't trust my, I don't, I think I, there'd be some big problems. I wouldn't trust that. I, I ordered a bunch of what I thought were nice glasses. Not Plastic. nice. Oh, what can you Classic. Now, wait. So, this, so we have some listener questions. Oh, great. So, I wanted to get into some of those listener questions. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, I don't remember if you emailed them to us or not. Or, Tyler, you want to come on the air? Okay. I went to Shabbat dinner, Tyler. How was it? Did you eat challah? I did have a challah. It was fun. My friend Modi uh, had it, and it was the it was it was my first one. I had to leave early because I had a show. I think I did but, a Yom Kippur um, show. Pretty sure you did a Yom Kippur show. Pretty sure. Was it on? What was the holiday last Friday? Um, that was Rosh Hashanah. That's Jewish New Year. Ah, oh, shit! That's what I did. Sorry. They're they like do, they go one after another. Like yeah, yeah, my best. best. Well, they did the wine and then sang the prayer and then had the wine spill onto the plate, like overflow onto the plate. And then we all shared the wine, but we did it in different glasses because of COVID. And, but it was like a vegan Shabbat. So everything was vegan. But yeah, I, I, we have some listener questions. I won't read their ads in case they want to be anonymous. Um, so the first one is, and these are all from Instagram. If you had a living sentient vegetable as a pet, cat size, what vegetable would you pick? If we had a living vegetable, like it, any vegetable to be our pet? That's yeah, it's the size of a cat and it has feelings. I think that's correct. I mean, yeah, for sure. Or just going out in a limb. That's a lesbian first date question. I guess a potato because they you don't really need to take care of them much. But the personality might be a little bland. Fine, then I don't have to do it. again. I don't want to be a parent, so right. I'll just have like a boring potato son. I I'd say like a tomato, and I try to make some viral videos. I don't know. Would you smash your own potato uh, tomato pet to nah. get views? No, I'd like I'd let it. Maybe I'd let it come up on stage with me. I'm not sure. It'd be like Italians, like trying to sneak into your house to get the tomato. Yeah, I'd have to get extra. Okay, so maybe not a tomato. Maybe like a squash. 
Squash is fun. They're pretty. Yeah, they're this pretty. This is a ridiculous question. The shape. But, but well, we appreciate you writing in. Thank you so much. Rate and review. Uh, <laughs> Rate and review. Rate and all right, review. Tyler, what's the next question? What is your favorite album of all time? Music? Uh, or comedy? Oh, music. Oh. I don't really ever think of things in albums anymore. I mean, do you have one with No, there? we think of songs or artists. Well, mm-hmm. the albums that were most, that I probably listened to the most were like Emancipation of Mimi, the Funny Girl album, mm, Charm Bracelet. I don't know. This is hard. Did you read but Mariah Carey? But I listen to like the Carpenter's Christmas album every year. Did you listen to Mariah? Did you read Mariah Carey's book? Is that out yet? I think it comes out tomorrow. Okay. I've seen, I saw the Oprah interview with her, which she actually came across. Um, she was very honest. I mean, it was a little half and half of like, she clearly was a victim of, of a terrible childhood, but also sure. really just throwing a lot of her family under the bus. And so I, I'm weary of people that, like she doesn't talk to her sister, brother, or I wow. don't really think she talks to her mother anymore. Wow. So I don't know. I mean, maybe... Maybe she does talk to them. I mean, her sister, I think, was, like, horrible. Her sister, like, tried selling her to a pimp and getting her drugged up when she was 12. Oh, my God. Yeah. But she talks a lot of open and honest about, like, what it was like being mixed race and not feeling like she belonged and being under the spell of Tommy Mottola and uh, what was going on during Glitter and the sort of battle between her and her mother, which, I don't know. I find it, it was, I just never thought that her mother was jealous of mariah like that but i guess you would her mother was used to be a singer oh an opera singer and so i'm sure she got jealous that mariah became like a huge star i want to read that book I, you mm-hmm. know for my an album i always really liked was the romeo and juliet the movie that album they had a lot of good songs in oh that movie's insufferable I, I didn't mind the movie but i loved the soundtrack and get shorty had a really good soundtrack i would say the romeo and juliet soundtrack would be like an album that I listened to for a long time and like kept in my I don't even remember the specific songs on it but this uh love me by the cardigan oh um yeah that's what I'm gonna say so it's an album I remember having all right next question Tyler uh would you guys write a sitcom together and what would the premise be uh what would our sitcom be Emma Man, people are, that sitcom. You know what? I've been, I've been. That's a real process. Getting this. Sitcom well, just for the sake together. of the question, right? So, you and I are both. Um, what's like an '80s or '90s sort of scenario sitcom? You and I are both. Could um, be Broad City meet Will and Grace meet. NCIF. Maybe we're a part of a religious cult and mm. we have to escape. Sounds good. And so we fake we fake our marriage to get out of it or something. That works for me. You can call it queer anon. There you go. <laughs> okay, next question. These are good questions. Yeah, we got some good ones. Uh, this is a good one. Who's your favorite guest you've had on the podcast so far? Um, oh, that's we had a lot of really good guests. 
Can I answer that with who I think what episode was my favorite because the get like the conversation we had with the yeah. guests was Mike and Patty yeah. when oh, we that talked was so about fun. bottoming who's who has a harder or a top or a bottom. Yeah. Yeah, that was so fun. I loved Miss Cracker was so interesting to me because I don't know that world at all. So it was interesting. Like I just really appreciated how it was interesting hearing kind of the steps that she took to do drag and then trana all the all the guests oh have been trana good. trana winters yes maybe trana winter is my favorite who's your favorite but i'm tyler? also just biased because i love her yeah tyler who was your favorite oh um i have to think about that for a second actually we've had a lot of guests we have i thought it was really funny when we had evan williams on that was fun Oh, that was fun. Shout out we to were Evan doing Williams. like our, our yeah. impression off with each other. There was also one point where you were doing an impression of Evan and I was listening and I could not tell who was talking anymore. Totally. I remember that. It was surreal. I was like, what? Yeah, it just became the same. Yeah. I do an, an exact impression of Evan, Joe Mackey, and Danny Callis. They're all comics. One's Chicago, one's New York, and now one's LA. Yeah, Evan is now in L.A. Yeah, oh, he's in North Carolina right now, visiting family and stuff. Is he going to be there? I'm so curious what people are doing and why because of Corona. Is he there because of Corona or is he just there to visit family? Yeah, I just wanted to get out of L.A. and be with his family. Right. I mean. Which I get. I get that totally, especially in L.A. You can't really be doing that much comedy right now. Like in New York, there's a lot of, there's really a lot of stand-up. You could do one to two shows a night pretty easily. You can do one show yeah. night easily. Yeah. All right. What's the next question, Tyler? Uh, the next one asks that it not be anonymous because it's from Nick Smith. Hi, Nick Smith. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nick wanted to know. I want to know you- what. <laughs> They think I'll die. If you had to choose a new co-host, who would you choose? And he added, <laughs> there's a caveat that there is a right answer for both of you. Him. Emma's right. <laughs> yeah. I would never pick Nick. I would never pick that bastard, that terrible human being. Does Nick, Nick want to have a podcast? He's the best troll on the face of the planet. Anytime I do an Instagram live, Nick immediately shows up and he's like, how come you're so awful? How come he just goes like anything you could say, like if, if I say something funny, he'll be like, that's not funny. And then he'll like comment on other people. Oh, my computer just turned back on. Thank God. All right, Tyler, what's the next question? Uh, why don't we take a break real quick? First. Oh, we're going to take a break. And we're back. All right, we have a few more questions and Tyler is reading them out to us. Tyler, what's the next question? Uh, this one's pretty open-ended and is kind of hard to answer. Who inspired you the most in your lives? Oh. You know, I, I would say I had, that was this, a doozy. I had this teacher in eighth grade that was so inspiring just because, well, I don't even know why. Maybe inspiring is different than having a big impact. Who inspired me the most? 
I had this friend. Well, it's like people we let's do this, Emma. Mm. People we know in our life who inspired us, and then people who are like celebrity type figures. Yeah. I would say I feel like Amanda Seals is very inspiring because I just saw her like working at it for a long time and like not really she's also so smart getting stuff for like a while so seeing the behind the scenes of saying I'm going to do this and then doing it because things take a while but Mm-hmm. Like I remember when I was in college, this woman came and it was this entrepreneurship class and she came and she was talking about entrepreneurship and she was like, look, my business is successful now. So when I tell the stories of starting it, everyone thinks it's so cool, but it was not cool about six years in. She was like, when I first wanted to do a business, everyone thought that was really, really cool. She's like, And then it was really hard and I was sacrificing everything and I was sleeping at the office and people thought I was nuts and I would go to like, you know, dinner parties and people be like, what are you doing with your life? And then that was a couple of years of that. And then I started being profitable and like, then all of a sudden everyone thought it was cool again. So, but I didn't know that woman, so I didn't see the ins and outs of it. So I would say mm-hmm. more just anybody I know the ins and outs of and seeing what they said they were going to do and then bring it to fruition. That's really cool. I think an inspiration, like in terms of people close in my life, it's always like, obviously my mother, um, mm. just encouraging me to be an artist, encouraging me, you know, never hearing her say anything I thought I wanted to do was a stupid idea, oh, that's which huge. is actually enough. It's huge. It's just enough for a kid to think that they can get to that point, which yes. I did. Totally. Um, I think my aunt Cindy for my like, strength like a lot of times on stage or anytime I need to get through a situation I lie on my aunt Cindy because she was just like a a wall like she was so strong my cousin Brian for being so funny and my best friend and like I think we helped each other growing up more than anyone else in the world just mm-hmm. without even knowing it like we were just so we needed each other to survive sure and then people on the outside I mean obviously Joan Rivers Kathy Griffin Ellen um, Howard Stern, Fran Lebowitz, Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston. I mean, I know that sounds lame, but like all these people have huge impacts at some point. Yeah, they're very in inspiring life. too. And then certain comics, like comics that I know, like Michelle Wolf is, is somebody, she's one of the few comics when I watch her, I want to be a better comic. Yeah, I, I, I just rewatched some of her stuff. I watch her try and I watch her just go for it. So yeah. I always, every time I'm like right after her at the cellar, I feel like a surge of energy and like a strength. And I'm like, that that's very rare that she's so, what she has is so permeates so much that if you're open to it, like it can really influence you. So she's definitely someone who. I just did um, Sean Patton's podcast, like right before this. And he said mm-hmm. that he was at Chappelle's like summer camp thing and that Michelle had bought a house in Ohio. Mm. Maybe her and I are just texting each other about the British Bake Off because it started again. So if anyone has questions about that, please ask. All right, Tyler, what's the next question? Uh, We have one last one. Mm -hmm. And it's, if you had to move out of the U.S. to another country, which would you pick and why? Well, I think we have to make the rule that you can't pick Italy. Fuck. Hmm. I guess Spain. I'd probably go to Spain. 
my friend Julie's been sending me stuff about moving to Can. Um, I'm sorry, Panama recently. And so it's like all these articles. Panama. Yeah, about like why it's like really great for like expats. But I would probably pick. Is it Panama know. a territory? Is it? I think no, did Panama, Panama Guam. Did Panama not? Is Panama released from that now? Uh, all right, yeah, Emma. It's, it's a, say that again, Tyler. Your your phone's cutting out. It's a territory. Oh, really? Oh, okay. okay. Well, I would pick. I think I would, I would love to live in live in Amsterdam, so Holland. Oh, yeah, Amsterdam would be great. I loved Amsterdam. Like, Netherlands. I, I would love to. I live. loved the Netherlands because I was there for a summer, and it was just so cool. Like I loved the I liked the people, and I loved the countryside, and I loved. I loved Amsterdam as a city. I got mono when I, I was there, so I didn't. I was really sick. I will say this though: I do think I had COVID because in January, February, the, I was way sicker than I was when I had mono, and before that, mono was the sickest I'd ever been, like way sicker. But I had I got mono while I was there, and I didn't know it at the time. I just was feeling really. I was like, oh, I'm so tired, so I came back early. But I loved Amsterdam. I've never gone. Well, I've been in the airport of Amsterdam, but I would love to go to the Netherlands. It's so pretty. Um, I'd like to go to Germany and Austria too. Uh, I, for obvious reasons, I would live in Spain, but um, and I can't pick Italy. That's such. That's so cruel, Tyler. That I can't pick Italy. Maybe if I really wanted to like learn another language and live in a country, I would probably pick Japan. I'd like really? to live in Tokyo and learn Japanese. Yeah, I would. I'm obsessed with Japanese art and Japanese culture and the Japanese language. I would love to learn. How long I would is love that flight? To to learn Japanese. From here, I think like maybe 20 hours or 18 hours or something like that. <laughs> I don't think those direct flights from New York to Japan, though. That's the only thing. Yeah, that would be. I you mean, would either have to stop in California or Hawaii. Right. I guess I could stop in Hawaii and have like a five day vacation and then go off to Japan. Lovely. Amsterdam, I remember, I know that I've seen things pop up that they have like comedy there too, which would be cool. Mm-hmm. They have, well, they have comedy in France, Germany. They have it at a lot of places in Europe. True. I guess I, would, I could live in London too. I don't know why I didn't. Like I was London. just like going to say that. I was just going to say, most realistically, probably either London or. Montreal, maybe. Montreal. Yeah. Tyler, where would you live if you didn't want to live here anymore? Yeah, if. Um, but <laughs> I would say I would say either London or Copenhagen. Oh yeah, Copenhagen. Mm. Yeah. I mean my friend Julie... semester abroad. Oh, you did? Yeah, I loved Copenhagen. It's one of my favorite cities I've ever been to. She, she said that she's like, you know, if Trump wins, like, she's like, I want to leave. I mean, I know people always say that, though, but that's what's prompted her, like, looking, because she is going to be working remotely for a while, so she was like, I might want to just peace out. So. It's going to be, if he wins, the, it's always where more where it's more populated is where you're seeing the real reaction. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's sort of like why are protests happening? It's like well, because there's millions of people on a block. Like obviously, like right. you're gonna, it's just everything's heightened. You know, right. um, it's good. I don't even want to talk about it. To be frank, it's crazy. so crazy. The and I'm excited to see the uh, well. By the time this airs, the debates will have already happened. But the I know. I can't wait. 
what do you think they will be like? Here's the thing. I know a lot of people make jokes about Joe because he's like 110. How old is he really? And he's 82. he reads the teleprompter and stuff. He's like 77, I First think. First of all, but, everyone reads um, the teleprompter. But I was going to say, but when you get him off the teleprompter, like when I saw him at Kenosha, when he's just talking, he's very lucid and very smart and very, he's great. Well, we'll see. His wife was hyping him up. He's his wife 77. Great. I love Jill. And I actually, my ex was his, was her assistant. Really? Said that they could not have been any more wonderful or nice to work with. Yeah. Interesting. He's a very good debater. So we'll see. Can't wait. I mean, because that's going to be monumental. Yeah. I just, I'm trying to figure out how Trump's going to like with coronavirus, the economy, unemployment, and now with his taxes, I mean, wh- how is he going to lie about all of it? How is he going to get here's himself the, out of all of it? Here's the thing with him and his taxes. I really think that people that already support him will have the narrative of like, that's amazing. He figured out a way to get out of paying his taxes. Like, so there's always a way to like spin it where it's like, wow. Like, I'm going to be a hundred percent honest right now. If one of my friends was like, I figured out how to not pay taxes. Of course, what I want to say is I'd be like, well, you should be paying taxes. But I'd be like, what? How'd you do that? I'm going to take notes. Like, how did he do that? Obviously, like, it, like how do you do that? Um, Seriously, because I would like to do that. Well, I think you have to own multiple businesses that are failing and then sort of, you know, in, and loans and all this. <laughs> I think there's a lot of my dad's involved. always involved. Talking about how you have to depre- he has to depreciate some assets to something, something, something. Doesn't make a lot of sense, but there must have been there's the, there's people when they're good with math and numbers and that type of stuff, they start getting real wicked. Definitely not me. I don't understand depreciate. Once once you say I have to depreciate something, I'm out. Yeah, I'm I like, could barely get together. I bought this fucking nightstand from Target, which said comes assembled, and it did definitely did not come assembled. And I, I over that. I'm like, you know what, Mateo, you got this. I opened it up. The directions were so complicated. Really? That I was like, I can't do this. So I had to get one of the guys at the seller to come over and pay him to help me put it together. And even he was like, this is really hard. I get it. That's how they get you. He put it together, though. How they get you. It's tough. Yeah. It's, it's like, but I'll be re- I will be really excited to see how he does in the, in, in the debates. I think that that's going to like kind of like, you know. Well, I've, I have a show, which I'm wondering if I should cancel so I can watch the debates. I do, too. Are you at the stands? Where's your perhaps? show? I've got a show at... Yeah. I'm at... Um, I've got a bar show uh, at a secret location that I swore in blood secrecy I would never disclose at 7, and then I have a spot at 9 at the stand. So I have a spot at 9 at the stand. Uh, wait, oh, wait, no, I have a spot. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday at the stand. I have a spot at someplace and someplace in Brooklyn. Yeah, I just got moved tomorrow. They said, can we move here tomorrow night to switch you to 9 p.m.? So we'll see each other tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I'm not there tomorrow. I'm free. I told him I'm free for oh. Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. So I'm there Wednesday, Friday, Saturday at 8.30. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe tomorrow. I'm getting a laser surgery tomorrow. Ooh. Or like a laser treatment. So I have sun damage on my neck and on my upper chest. So it just looks like I constantly have a hickey and that I have like hot flashes. 
So, and I have had it forever and I cover it with like makeup. So um, I'm going to go tomorrow and get it lasered off, but I have no idea that it could be like bruise. So I could have just like giant bruises all over my neck and chest tomorrow and look like I'm just in like a really, I how got long to really is it going to last? Fight. Like how long will the bruises last? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they're basically, it's just inflamed blood cells. And so they're just lasering them to close them down. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? I think that I might, maybe I will cancel my show, my shows tomorrow night. To, well, I'm probably not going to, well, I don't know. Tough to say. I don't want to be I might can- just call Patrick and say, I, if, I, if I'm bruised up on my neck, I might have to just cancel anyway. Fair. Fair. Because I didn't cancel my, I, yeah, I felt so awful about this. I woke up in the morning at like 5 a.m. And when I read the verdict for, when I, I, let me just say this, I read the news and I misread it. I thought the news was something I would have wanted to see. And then I operated my whole day like that. I did two shows that night. And then I was walking around with a comedian friend, Charles McBee, and, and, uh, I basically misread what the Brianna Taylor verdict was. It was at 5 a.m. Oh, and I Brianna Taylor. Yeah, I read the it's so verdict. awful. If you want to see a good summary of Brianna Taylor, go to Yamanika Saunders' YouTube channel on the latest episode, and she sums it up pretty nicely. Oh, good. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, um, I would be interested in checking that out because I. I well, I literally misread the news. Like when I read it, I was like, "Keep going to jail for life," and they're doing the other two. So I was operating my whole day like that. And then literally, while I was on stage, there was helicopters going over. I go, "What's up with them?" And they go, "The protesters." And I'm like thinking, "It's the protesters. It's the bad people protesting that he's in jail for a year. I mean, in jail for life, not a year. Jesus, sorry, in jail for life." So I was like, "I." They go, oh, "The protesters," and I went, "Huh?" And then afterwards, I was walking around with Charles, and, and I was like. I'm surprised there's that many kind of protesters in New York. He's like, no way, of course there is. And then he was like, I can't believe that he got off. And I was like, what? Like, I wouldn't have gone out and done shows literally on stage. I go, the protesters. <laughs> I cannot believe, I've never in my life misread. I read it as though he was going to jail for life and they were sent, waiting to sentence the other two. That's what I read. That would have been great news. Would have been great that news. That would have been just news. All my whole day, I operated under that. I'm bopping around, you know, the first show that I did, there was like no one there. And I was like, I wonder what, what, what's going on? And th- I'm not putting two and two together. And then I was like, it was, I've never in my life missed, like done that. But I feel like that's what a lot of people do. Like you see what you want to see and then you make it real in your well, head. That's, that's just what everybody. You see what, what you I did. See. I said, oh, he's going to jail for life. Great. No, that's not what actually happened crazy it's upsetting crazy it's bullshit it, it is was crazy. scary though because i was like what else am i misreading that's a big misread but i would not have done shows that night i mean no way i wouldn't be on i wouldn't have been on stage bouncing around like so i'm from maine you know like i, I wouldn't have done that right right but well, it was surreal to be fair you are you have you've said this before the podcast that you're dyslexic and so sometimes you just misread things no it's not like that though that was me that was because it was 5 a.m. and I just thought why well, I was half asleep and then I changed it in my head because dyslexia is sometimes you'll switch like a you'll see say someone's name is Chris Words you'll, or something yeah you'll switch a letter around it does, it's not necessarily the comprehension at least for me but but that when you was, have something like dyslexia 
And like, for, for real, I have questions. When, when you, especially when you're diagnosed as a kid, mm -hmm. what is the actual, like, what are you actually seeing? Like when you read something like, and do they, can they teach you how to like counter that? Yeah. And it's different for everybody. Like Robin Shaw is dyslexic and she's like really good at math. But then, so for me, it comes up mostly in math. Like it'll not even be, it's not even where I'll visually flip it. It's just like my comprehension of it. I'll be like, this is not computing at all. And the reason it should be called a learning difference is they, they base it off of what's the difference in how you learn some stuff versus other stuff and how big is that discrepancy there? And is it trackable to be some kind of cognitive thing that's not connecting? So like my reading comprehension was really, really fast. Like I was always kind of like excelled in that. But then if the reading comprehension had to be like short-term recall, I would be really bad at it. That's why I'm always like losing things. And then for math, it would be like heinous. So I don't visually flip the numbers, but I cannot comprehend when we got into algebra, shut it down. When it's like 7Q mm. equals 5B, why is a walrus a walrus? <laughs> you know that did not compute. I'm horrible at math too and what's strange is people who are musically inclined and good with languages are typically very good with math I cannot do math for the for my fucking life I hate math I hate math you know I was very good at geometry though I would because obviously I'm an artist so like I, I like would geometry. see a shape I'd be like that's 48 degrees that's 50 degrees that's 90 degrees that's about like I was so geometry was I would all my math I failed most of my math classes except geometry a plus I geometry was the only thing I could do and I remember being like what is going on I kind of understand this and then what's after geometry devil what's after that algebra what is after that calculus I don't Girl, do you think I could even go near calculus? I would be losing my goddamn fucking mind. Yeah, I was in I like math even know. one, two, three math. Like they didn't like it wasn't like specific math words. It's like math one, geometry, math two. Three. Every math, math class I, I was in was always like we were like the every kid was no, no we we're all none of us know how to do math. Yeah, we like the worst behaved kids. Like trigonometry. Trigonometry. What, what do you, did you even, just say? What do you even think that is? Like, if I had, if I said I could be a hundred bucks, what's trigonometry? If you had to make it up, if you had to make it up. Trigonometry is about trig. The life story of Taylor Dane and her forgotten sister, and how they raised an octopus. Sign me up for that class. <laughs> that's a class I would be interested in give me a story you know my dad's a math professor and he always said that math does tell a story I said there's no story no no math doesn't one plus negative five ions added to a over a square is not the same as Schindler's list exactly and also why why keep going with it like what I guess I get it because it's like you have to do stuff in like computers and like it's like it's part of how the world works, but uh, oh. no, I'm with you. I've never, they kept saying like, you're going to have to use this math. You're going to have to know it. No, I don't. I was right when I was 14 and I'm right now. I've never had to do algebra. I've never had to do division. And if I do, this does it for me. What about with money though? Because my dad is good about money and I'm not. And I like to think it's a problem with, no, it's not a problem with my math skills. It's a problem with my wanting to take an Uber all the time skills. 
Right. Money issues has less to do with you being able to do math and more about like needs and wants. Yeah. It's been me not planning out where I need, when I'm in, when I'm in LA, I take less Ubers than New York. When I'm in New York, I'll be like, Uber, 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 Uber. so that's the, that's the, it's not a math problem. Wait, before, before we end, I want to read what trigonometry is. Tom okay. sent this to us. Trigonometry is a branch of mathematics that helps us define the angles and distance of objects. Specifically, it focuses on right-hand angles, uh, right-hand angle triangles, where one angle of the triangle is at 90 degrees. A right-angle triangle means that all sides cannot be the same length. What does that even Get out of here. Get out. <laughs> um, yeah, I failed my math class sophomore year in high school. How'd you do, did you take summer classes? I had to retake half a semester of the same math class the following year. It was embarrassing, but I liked my teacher. Well, look, this has been a good episode. Yes, yes. Now we're going to do our little Patreon secret. Yeah, so we're doing mini episodes after our episodes on our Patreon. So if you guys want to join our Patreon inside the closet, you can see the whole episode visually. And also you can hear us talk about the stuff that we don't want to talk about on Patreon. That's right. Thank you guys so much. Rate and review. And pay what you you want. And pay what you want on Mm -hmm. Patreon too. Well, look, like and subscribe. Thanks for listening and catch us on Patreon. Bye, y'all. Thank you, guys. Starbands Avenue, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.